Welcome to the Batphone Podcast, where we talk about combat sports, comic books, gaming, pop culture, and anything else my friends want to talk about. Hosted by yours truly, Nick Batman Hughes. All right, first segment. It's a very special segment this time. Uh, day before. It's a really cool little opportunity to get an interview with Nora, who's going to be on the card tomorrow. It's a very, everyone's super excited about this oh, card. Oh, so am I. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I bet you are. There's so much on there. It's, I was actually, it could potentially be the best showcase we've ever seen in South Australia. Mm. Like, have a look at the caliber of, yeah. like, last time on the M16 round table that I had with Miles and all these guys they're like we went through every single match and there's some real sleepers on like Travis is going to be on there yeah. and Will Wesley and yeah. I mean the obvious ones are the big ones you know the title yeah. fights but literally every single match on the card is going to be absolutely yeah, fantastic so apart from your own Nora what are you looking forward to the most oh man this a few big guys I'm looking forward to, the Harry Malazzo yeah. match, that's going to be fun, yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see Will Diaz and Beckham, yeah. obviously. It's surprising to me that people haven't really known too much about Will Diaz in the, in mm. the modern era. I know like five or six years ago, he was a huge name. Like that was who Kit Dale and Lachlan Giles had to like prove themselves against nationally yeah, to like be taken... Man, he was, he was and is one of the highest level practitioners Australia's ever produced. So he's been around for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, yeah, IBJJF, gi-oriented, but mm -hmm. he is no slouch. He's one of those hyper-athletic Brazilians that you can never oh, never count yeah. out of any equation. Like, I've got we've got Dan Dwyer in the room. We should probably acknowledge. Hello. <laughs> if you were to equate Will Diaz's style to someone well-known internationally, who would you liken it to? I don't think I can. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to someone today at the gym. I bumped into Toyama, uh, who back in the day, funnily enough, uh, used to throw down with Kit Dale and yeah. Will at Brown Belt. I was a white belt. You maybe a purple back mm -hmm. then, like about Pampax. And um, yeah, like the style is just so ferocious. Like mm -hmm. he's fast paced. And um, a few people that have seen his style have sort of said, how is anyone going to get past his guard? How does anybody take him down? I've looked at his like highlights and I've seen a couple of his matches and he's just so fast. Yeah. And it, it yeah, it's, I mean, maybe similar to like Mateus Denise, if, yeah. if anything, like bits and pieces. Yeah, because bits and pieces. Right. Stylistically, I mean, that sort of like his frame is very lean, but he's super strong. Yeah. So it's like he's, he, you know, he looks like a lightweight, but I'm sure he's, uh, feels like a heavyweight in yeah. some positions. So. I've been thinking about it a lot, and I was thinking maybe Gilbert Burns and mm. JT Torres, that type yeah. of style, like traditional but hard style, and really able to adapt to the modern style as well. One of the guys who, you know, from Australia, who I think competes very similarly to how Will was competing, is actually Burak, Burak Salman. Mm. He competes pretty closely to the style of, of Will Diaz and with similar levels of success as well. Like these people are super high level. Super high level. So to have Will versus Declan in South Australia is kind of like a dream matchup. Like it's kind of like one of those ones if you were just sitting around a room like, oh, who would be a really good match? Like if you put those two together, it's just, it's so difficult to call what's going to happen. And it's actually but, happening. Yeah. COVID and everything, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've, I think uh, 
we've got a lot to be thankful for That's currently. Right, yeah. We should be thanking Adam and Miles yeah. and, and all the yeah, guys. Yeah, so Yeah. But how do you feel about your matchup tomorrow? Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, it feels like a long time coming. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited that Jesse stepped up. I know that Adam and Miles put in a lot of work trying to find someone. And um, yeah, she's a judo brown belt from what I hear. So that's going to be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's all. That's all I need to know. <laughs> all I need to know is, are you excited? To I'm do that? super excited. I can't wait. <laughs> is there anything that you've maybe changed up, or is it sort of like regular prep? I know Lachlan is pretty analytical, and he would have had a look at a lot of your opponents and helped you out. I know Terry's the same. I know anywhere that you go, you're going to yeah. get that type of guidance and maybe a few hints or maybe a few points of reference, things that you can work on in your own training. But was it a targeted training camp, or was it just like a let's get as ready as we can possibly be well i've been trying to work on my guards and like on my bottom game i always feel very comfortable on top mm -hmm. and now i've been just trying to expand all of that and just like get different aspects going and everything mm -hmm. and it's just you know it's a low level match it's very new like we're just like starting out in jiu-jitsu it's not <laughs> like those big names and anything so for us i feel like it's just um still accumulating knowledge and I'm just yeah. trying to learn as much as possible right now. I'm trying to get comfortable in different situations and under the pressure. Um, yeah, and I just feel super lucky that everybody's been helping me out so much that I'm welcome everywhere and everybody's um, keen to prepare and just mm. put the work in. Well, you're one of those practitioners who's really taken advantage of and is in my opinion, likely a product of the open learning systems that we oh, have yeah. in South Australia yeah. at the moment. Like You can literally go anywhere mm -hmm. and get the same level of input from coaches in terms of attention and, and input as I said yeah, yeah, than you would if it was just your you know home gym quote unquote like mm -hmm. everyone is willing to help out and everyone is really working together so it's kind of like not even a help out scenario now it's kind of just a given you know yeah not just helping someone out it's just like oh yeah we're, we're all training together and we're all like creating these products yeah. of awesome people and I know that in the future you're likely going to be one of the industry leaders in this state mm -hmm. So I always try to look ahead a little bit and because you've been brought up essentially with this open learning, you're going to prolificate that into the yeah, future. Yeah, I don't know it's, it's Yeah, exactly. You yeah. don't know any different. Yeah. So you're always going to be encouraging everyone to grow everywhere. And yeah, I hope that, you know, I hope that that's what comes true. I hope mm -hmm. that you're one of those people in those positions in the years to come. But mm -hmm. yeah, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. It's it's a very unique opportunity. I know you've just come down to pick up some tickets <laughs> off the of pan tonight. Okay, feel that one. I mean, yeah, it's me having to drive south or to all the other gyms that are asking me for the tickets because I have the last in the state. Yeah, that's right. So I'm thankful like, for you to come here. <laughs> I've got 15 tickets left, and then Adam's phone gets blown up. Yeah. Like, oh, where are these tickets? Show me the tickets. <laughs> But then, yeah, the deal is that you have to give me a little interview tomorrow, potentially after your match. Depending yeah. on how you're feeling, I'm not going to pressure you into it, but a lot of people have been wanting to hear from you on the podcast, believe it or not. People listen to this thing. I don't understand how It's so a crazy cool. amount of people that listen. And obviously the views uh, show, but obviously the amount of people that you're having on, like, you're having great people. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, you know, more to come, I'm sure. Yeah, I think one day I'm going to have to release to the public who's had the most listens. <laughs> like, yeah, and then it, we're just going to compete. It's going to be a competition. There's always this little internal who can say dicks faster. Oh, damn, we made 7 minutes 20. We're nowhere near the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy that that's become a thing now. <laughs> yeah, that's a, and who'd have thought it was... have to find someone with a personal last name. 
antics. <laughs> Jackie, Prisca, and Amy took the record for themselves. Oh, Amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. those three. That, uh, yeah, right. It's like 10 seconds. <laughs> Good on them. Good on them. Anyway, they've won it. They've won forever. But yeah, really looking forward to tomorrow. I think a few other ones that I'm really looking forward to. Obviously, Alan Hartley mm. and Pablo. That's oh, just that's a be, big one. That's a skill fest yeah. that one. So what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and pick three matches to run commentary on because apparently that's another thing that people like is they like Absolutely. their running commentary. Yeah. So maybe that's going to have to be one. But you know what? I can't. I just realized I can't, I'm going to have to coach Alan at the same time. Maybe oh, I should leave my phone next to me yes, so people can hear yeah. you coaching. Do the mapped up thing. <laughs> yeah. And then we can judge whether your coaching was successful or not. Not successful. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's a hard task. <laughs> Pablo's a hard man. He's... Oh, they're both slippery and fast, aren't that, they? That's yeah. right. It's, you know, before when it was Pablo versus Conway, it was kind of like that elusiveness versus a very power style. Mm. He, you know, if Lachlan, yeah, if he locks onto your leg, it's one of those people who's going to break your shin. I'd rather get heel hooked than foot locked by yeah. Lachlan. He's literally <laughs> going to go straight through yeah. your legs. But, and just, when he was underneath the mount, and he still had a lock on the guillotine. Oh, man. And I think it was either Miles or Adam who was just like, yeah, watch this. Like, <laughs> and it just bridges through and reverses yeah. from being in mounted and having a guilt I thought that was the best thing I've ever seen in my life man but this time it's yeah I mean I guess Alan essentially he when he fights MMA he fights at 66 so he's kind of going up wow. a fair amount to take on this challenge so yeah. that could play a factor potentially but at the same time if you have a look at the upskill of his performances mm -hmm. over you know the last few events he's taken on some extremely high level practitioners and, and always risen to the occasion yeah. as well so yeah really looking forward to that pugs and jerick it's gonna oh, be amazing yeah. it's gonna be amazing both those guys are motivating each other could you imagine yeah yeah the dads. how good is that so motivating to see them tagging each other yeah. and they're like cardio <laughs> workouts and that they were doing in the gym i was like damn this is motivating as shit like, like a cardio oh, not for me but yeah. Yeah, maybe one day finishers don't need cardio again <laughs> just finish fast Keep working the heel hooks and you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, I was like, hey, Dan, come into wrestling. Make sure you're there because, you know, it's ADCC rules in that last five minutes. You're going to need those scraps. Mm. Breaks his foot. <laughs> oh, that's what happened. Yeah. Neglect mm. wrestling for 10 years to once <laughs> in eight years or whatever. Yeah, there. Yeah, shit. But, uh, <laughs> Next time. to go back to being a guard-pulling piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you pull guard from now on, I'm just going to try to jump triangle as soon as you do it. Just to like, really teach you a lesson. To really teach me a lesson to learn how to wrestle. Well, take me back in time to learn how to wrestle. Yeah, I'm not going to succeed in my endeavor, but you know, I'm going to try. We'll see how. Look forward to this. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you got the heads up right now, so you know it's coming. Yeah. Because that's always worked out well for me in the past. <laughs> like, first submission was a triangle. You one year you drank with me like five times because it was like anniversary roll or whatever. Oh yeah, that's right. And I just knew you were going for them. Nothing I can do to prevent this. No, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's plenty yeah. you can do. I'm, I'm not that good. Man. I'm pledged. <laughs> Underselling yourself. <laughs> ah, well, with the sparring going on, and I'm sure you've got places to be, Nora. Thank you for giving us a little me. bit of your time. And tomorrow, good luck. Thank Everyone's you so going to be backing you, bar no one. So yeah, we I can I can firmly be biased in this regard <laughs> and say we're we're 100 behind you and looking forward to hearing what you have to say tomorrow. Good luck. Thank you. So we have arrived at the M16 Open. 
the atmosphere is absolutely electric today. Everyone knows what's about to go down. And we're just about to have our welcome to country, which is a really fantastic feature that Adam Jones and Miles have incorporated into this event. Uh, it's quite beautiful uh, to witness as well. So I'm going to do that and let's get ready for a massive event. All right, we're here at the M16 Open, and as is tradition, I'm springing the podcast on everyone once more. So I've got Rob, Scott, Guy, and Callum here from Trinity. They're students, they're absolute gung-ho jiu-jitsu guys, and look, uh, all of them are progressing their skills very well, but they're all massive fans. Rob has known me since I was a little kid. Scott is still a little kid. <laughs> guy, is a, guy is a little kid at heart, and Callum has the face of a little kid. So, <laughs> so we're all uh, overjoyed at the moment. Guys, anyone can chime in anytime. I just want to know what are you looking forward to seeing today? Oh, Will. Yeah. Will and, uh, and uh, Declan. Yeah, Will and Declan. They're both like uh, kid prodigies. Yeah. I've watched. Um, I've watched Will since he was 17, tearing it up when he was 17. Yeah, as a purple belt. As a purple and brown, yeah. and Kit Dale, and you know. And um, of course, I'm biased to Declan because he's local, but it's going to be an interesting match, man. Yeah, it really is. I think we both come from an era of watching Will Diaz, and yes. a lot of people in South Australia aren't so privy to that information that they are he is actually 100% yeah. legit it wasn't like it was Will Diaz has to go up against Kit Dale it was Kit Dale has to go up against yes. Will Diaz you know yeah. what I mean so this is an incredible matchup to be having anywhere in Australia let alone on South Australian soil where we can all rock up to a venue and watch it live it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy I think once it happens everyone's going to realise how lucky they are that they've watched Will versus Declan yeah no, it's going to be awesome what about you guys Dude. I'm so new to the local scene, but <laughs> like I've only been doing this a year, but like the local scene I haven't paid much attention to. So when so Dan, really sorry, yeah, so when Dan said he was gonna sign up, I was like, I can't swear, can I? Yes you can. Oh fuck yeah. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna come out like support Dan, all that stuff. Fortunately everything happened, he had to pull out, yeah. it sucks. But like beyond the main event, like I don't know Not too, yeah. I don't know too in depth of everyone's like game. Well guess what? You're in for a massive treat today, man. Yeah, I'm you, so keen. If you've never been to one of these events before and you've never seen this type of grappling live, like in a showcase format, you are just going to be a kid in a candy store, man. Yeah. It's going to be awesome for you. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting your input later in the day when we've yeah. had a few matches and see what you think then. Yeah, man. What about you, Guy, Mr. Superfan? Uh, I'm keen for Pugs and um, Hartley. Yeah, that's going to yeah, be super be good. technical. Pugs uh, going up against Jarek for the strap. Yeah, yeah. And then Pablo... And Alan for the strap as yeah, well. Yeah, There's so. just so such good technical matches. Oh coming. yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I like the way that both of them wrestle, and it's just if I could ever dream to get like a little bit of that, <laughs> I'd be happy. So that's, that, that, awesome. that's more what I'm watching for. So. And what about you, Scott? Definitely uh, Pablo and Alan Hartley. Yeah. And then also looked forward to Diego and Miles, hundred yeah. percent. And obvious, yeah, obviously, obviously uh, Nora rooting for her today. Yep. And yeah, can't wait. ADCC rule set, so it's awesome. going to be good. There's going to be some awesome shit go down. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad to see you all here. I'm glad you're all pumped. Let's see how it goes. As usual, the opening card, the undercard of the M16 Open has been fast-paced and jam-packed. These guys are hungry when they're on these cards. They do not want to leave anything to chance and they hunt they hunt submissions we saw a fast triangle slick movements and some excellent leg lock exchanges between jake chapman and seb wingler as well 
truly a great showcase right off the bat and we only just got started fast submissions to start the day and as the big boys step on the mat you feel the buzz Malaza Honvala it's always fantastic I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this recording running so that we could potentially hear the reactions from the crowd when it eventually goes down Oh, big outside leg kick from Harry to kick things off. Some big man neckties and some big man arm drags. Bite of the single from Harry Malazzo. Guess the seatbelt grip. Guess the body lock grip. Looking to step over into the single. Big slam. That's a huge pick. <laughs> you need here nothing but the reactions to understand the pace of this match. Huge slam from Harry, straight to the back. Damien scrambles. All I want to hear is those reactions over and over again. That's the kind of vibe and intensity that you get at the M16 Open. Do you want to know what happens next? Watch the stream. I'm probably a criminal today for getting caught watching and not recording enough segments for the podcast. <laughs> but something I've noticed is Miles is off in the left-hand corner of the room, like warming up intently for his matchup with Diego. And Diego's warm-up has consisted of a very persistent jaw up and down motion of talking the ear off of every single person he comes into contact with. It's it's a pretty efficient warm-up. It's always proved really efficient during the past. How do you think it's going to pay off for him, this strategy in the matchup? Honestly, I think the the movement of his mouth will open up his lungs. Cardio will be there. (laughs) Naturally, it's going to force a pace. Whether Miles can bring it or not, or keep that pressure... Diego, I don't know, man. It's going to be fun, but looks like oh, Diego's uh, started bouncing and well, he's moving his hands now. Moving his hands. <laughs> I think. Oh, do you Warming think there's, a, there's going to be a, a consistent pace upheld of conversation during the Diego and Miles match as well? I'd be shocked if there wasn't. <laughs> um, All right, so we're moving into a fascinating matchup with Will Kolarov versus Luke Vidler in the first round of the four-man tournament for the purple belt strap. And immediately, Will Pulls goes under. Luke is very, very well known for being elusive and smooth. He's going to have to thwart off some very threatening and strong submission attacks from Will because that is what Will's known for. It's a real contrast of styles. It's a very good pressure style that the um, Eastside Rolling Boys bring uh, at AGC on the weekends. So a couple of white belts in the intermediate yeah. division and beginner division. But, um, but like, good evolution here from, like... Um, Will obviously entering into the legs here as uh, as the match goes on. Yeah. And, but from this position, like Luke's so good at getting to the back, so yeah. like he's obviously he's defending really well um, with a bit of a sweep. Uh, yeah. Once again, collar off on top, like that pressure. Yeah. It's gonna be. This is the stylistic matchups that I love here. And I agree with you. Where we usually would see Will sit for a traditional half guard, he looked for more bolo type movements and transitioned that into a deep 50 50 yeah. uh, where he looked for a heel right off the bat. But Luke showed very good awareness of what was happening. So this is almost like a, re- instead of a deep half, it's like a reverse De La Hiva for Will where he's inverting. But yeah. just like what you said, Luke is showing good aptitude for threatening the back attack yeah. through the leg entanglements. You can see that. Oh, Will, Will deep in on an outside, outside heel hook here. Verbal tap. And gets nice. it immediately. Beautiful. And that was going to be the story. Could Luke stay elusive through the dangerous submission attempts of Will Kolarov? Unfortunately, not for him today. 
but Will with a very good opening salvo and making a statement He's in a, the Purple Belt division. He was my pick when I saw the, the matchup, so uh, uh, yeah, interesting to see who, who he faces in the finals, but uh, yeah, I got Will for, for this one. He's a... Uh, Every single time I've seen him compete, constant improvement. It's, uh, it's fantastic to see. And he constantly makes statements with those oh, improvements yeah, as well. Sure. So now coming onto the mat in the second round here of the four-man. Actually, I changed that. So I also picked Jesse to make this. So I guess <laughs> my doubles. So I got Jesse because uh, uh, I was uh, going down to 10th point Adelaide and I managed to get a few rounds in with Jesse. And I'm a lot heavier than him, but my gosh, he uh, he doesn't look it, but he feels like 100 kilos sometimes. Yeah, and, and look, Gingerbeard has really put in some massive training efforts <laughs> within the consistency of what he can achieve as someone who has a full-time job and full-time jiu-jitsu. And you can see Ginger's going after it straight away. He's not wasting time, but Jesse straight, straight on, on that neck. neck straight on that neck and he's got a hell of a squeeze as well yeah um, so let's see how uh, well, he's locked this. his hands up under that high elbow guillotine as well it was good use of that from Jesse to counter uh, Ginger's immediate half guard entry that was a good taking good initiative to pull the half guard and now we're in a, a very deep deep half guard position but Jesse shut it down with a neck attack and now we're in a static position and Jesse doesn't use wasted movements he's yeah. always looking he's waiting he's either making you move so he, you create your own space for him and then he capitalizes on it fantastic guard player um, really flexible trying well, to, try to leg lock him it's, a, yeah. it's one of those things like he just well you would him. only assume that the 10th planet style is so well versed in every area of the modern game that it would be very difficult to find a straight line of attack on someone like that we had a reversal of position with Ginger coming up on top from the half guard Jesse played an open De La Hiva very very briefly in order to thwart off that immediate pass attempt but now they're back standing and we're back in the chess match you see this is going to be the interesting thing because um, like very similar styles but with the wrestling like I know that's something that I've seen out of Jesse at the state championships last yeah. uh, is he's just is so strong so factoring in adding in wrestling and here we see obviously Yep, there was a single leg seatbelt attempt from Jesse there, and then Ginger tried to counter with a flying scissor. But we're back, back in the initial mat. You yeah. know, this, this cycles Trying tend to, to play out. Bar. Ginger's on the dog bar and in that deep half guard, and Jesse is really threatening the net. There's, this is a very viable big attack on that neck, getting high elbow on it. Little, and the little movements. Yeah, little by little, the, the defenses are being overcome. But Ginger is very determined today. Goes to the turtle to defend 2-1-1, but you can see Jesse, as you said, probing for attacks again from yep. every position. Straight onto the back. Nice. Bails to the back, takes the top side. And that was, showed really good understanding and sensitivity of where the back was there. He wedged that knee in nice and tight, had a little pretzel bowler, as you say, twist a hook scenario. Didn't feel it, didn't happen. Came straight back to an advantageous position with Ginger Beard in the turtle so again. Tight. Like you can see his chest is not yeah. left Ginger's back at all here. He's even working, with no hooks. Even yeah. with no hooks. Working for the hook now, that single hook, so strong from this position. Um, Wow, he's got such a good monkey paw grip and bite on that neck. And he's control. Whoa, and he's won that race. He's won that he's race in the back draw, of the neck. So this could be a very tight submission here. Uh, I'm sure Gingerbeard's been here before with Declan. Oh, without that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything below the eyes, right? Yeah. Explode the cranium. And he gets the tap. Well done, Jesse Lawton. Now that, that really sets up a fascinating final with Jesse and Will Kolarov moving into the final of the Purple Belt four-man champ for the strap. This is going to be oh, a, an excellent final matchup. 
M16 bringing the goods again. Straight fire. We'll come back for the final, what do you reckon? I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you. We're back. Right. Dwyer for the final. We'll right. call her off. That's your picks. Yeah, your, two, your two picks will face <laughs> off. Brilliant clash of styles. It's a similar type of clash of style with Will and Luke in the opening matchup, but much. now we're really going to see how well versed in submission, defense, Steamer offense. Very fast, a steamer lock attempt. He caught Will sleeping a little bit there. Will was trying to rifle through his attacks from the half guard pull. Don't know much oh, about like, Will with his tapping of leg locks, but that looked like it was. Gone. Could be an attempt on a false reap here from Will as well. The way he was wrapping outside. Jesse staying calm. A nice little reverse de la Hiva and knees position from Jesse. They both understand this position yeah. from both all, all areas, all perspectives. It's really good to see that kind of technique on display. I'd love to see Jesse step over a crossbody to attack his, uh, Will's left leg in this position. He's got an underhook. He'll be looking for it. Yeah, it looked like he, oh, he brought his left knee close to oh try and do what gosh. you said, but Jesse, it, it just opened up that chance for Will for the heel hook. Jesse in leg locks. I, I don't even know if I've seen him tap from a leg lock. <laughs> it didn't look like he was even close to tapping. Like and straight on a really strong bite Lateral of his own. Lateral knee bar 50-50. Transitions to the second leg. Nice job. Through all of those scrambles, there was a lot of really precise tight. attacks that happened through it. Very tight positions from both. Um, Will's doing great playing reverse De La Hever at the moment, and Jesse's looking to underhook. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see if Jesse does. Oh, a nice outlet. limb transfer from Will. Went from the reverse De La Hever to the far leg. He's all outside. Strong outside heel hook. Strong outside heel hook. Yeah, My Jesse gosh. doesn't look like he understands that that is a footlock. He just feels like someone's holding his leg. <laughs> Inside heel hook. Jesse. Beautiful. Beautiful Will look to track out of that. Knee line's clear. There seemed to be a fantastic amount of control on the foot, regardless of where the, the rest of the body is when it comes to Jesse attacking those leg locks. How many leg locks do you reckon these guys will have to do until they realize they're going to have to start to choke each other? To There's been a minimum of 12 so far. <laughs> they're probably about two minutes in. Um, Interesting. Will switch from inside Della, or reverse Della Hiva to the outside traditional... Delaheva to look for a bolo movement and inversion, possibly trying to open up a back attack through the leg attacks as well. Looking to go on another outside heel hook attempt, straight ankle lock attempt. Yeah, they've both switched Works. to the Jesse switching lock. into it. Oh, Jesse's got the Aoki lock here. Aoki lock. Aoki lock versus straight ankle lock. Another straight ankle lock. Jesse. It's interesting because you can see that Will is very used to getting the submission yeah. for the amount of energy that he's putting into the back on the outside. Bails on. Get another back attempt. Back in it again, talking to each other, having yeah. some fun. <laughs> Almost uh, getting reset here as they're on the edge of the mats, yeah. but you can just see the understanding from both of them. They know what each other is trying to do, and it becomes all about precision from that point onwards. The very, very technical match. The first five minutes, obviously, the rule set that they have here is very interesting because obviously you can give up positions going for leg locks. I'm interested for the, for the second half, but there's obviously points in this situation now. With the east side rolling, very strong top game pressure pass. Jesse back in for another leg entanglement Look, position. stepped over that reverse Delaheva into a leg Will entanglement of his own. Another interesting variable is that, obviously, the last match that Jesse had was against Pugliese, who was a training yeah. partner of Will Kolarov. And when that second five came in, that's when we saw Pug start to be more strategic yeah. from his top game pressure. So potentially Will could adopt a similar strategy, but he is going all out on submission attempts yeah. in this first five, and so is Jesse. 
it's a great back and forth. Nice flying bolo attempt. I think key to success would be for both to make their way to the upper body. Yeah. I think both, we just saw before with Jesse going to the back, ending a nice rear naked choke. I've seen Will work his guillotines, obviously, you know, training partner of Pugs, like fantastic chokes. Um, I'd be interested to see whoever gets the first choke yeah. if we see the same exchanges as we've had in the oh, Liberals. Jesse on a calf cutter, a knee exploder calf cutter from that failed knee, knee slide attempt. Very nice attack and defense sequence. I think you're exactly right, Dan. With the amount of attention that is going into the leg entanglement game right now, it almost seems like the upper body threat is the inevitable transition, and whomever aims to go there first or goes there first smoothly may have an advantage moving into the second five. The entire of this match has been 50% lower half. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a back and forth of the legs. Um, Jesse's on top now, so... If we see a pass, if if any, you know, either of these can manage to get past their guard, which both have incredible guards, um, that's when I think it could potentially be a factor of who gets there first. If Will's coming up on top, oh, very nice roll through knee bar attempt. Will equally as patient when it comes to those leg entanglements being threatened upon him. It's like they've been there so many times. They understand the parameters. I think it's going to be incredibly hard for an insistent pass to occur. They're just so attacking. We are 10 seconds away from points as well. Oh, here we go. 10 seconds away from points. I mean, mean, in terms of the final, this is what you want to see. You want to see that concerted elevation of technical ability, and that's what we're seeing right now. Very nice inversion from the reverse de la Hiva. And a reset from the inside. Elevator hook Sweet. as Will comes up on top. That's it. Jesse not allowing it. Nice. Collar off with one hook working towards the back. Good. Just as we predicted, it was the first to move towards the back that had the advantage. And you saw it was the introduction of points that brought about the change in Will's strategy. Instead of resigning to attack from the bottom, he chose to invert from the bottom and use the sweep for an immediate back attack. And this is just, you know to have the wherewithal to do that it's all very well and good for us to say that from the outside of looking in it could be a potentially good strategy but for them to actually enact on that process under pressure on the mats is it just shows the level that these guys are operating on Jesse's still staying very calm underneath a very locked in back control from Will and we know how strong Will is how powerful he can be in these positions another point so, mount so he's going from back to mount back to mount points at the moment working for a head and arm triangle insisting on the top as well throughout that head and arm. Jesse not conceding. He's not stopping. He's not staying static in his movement. He is not conceding to any attack. He's constantly searching for an opening and he may have one on the far side with a bite on the half guard but it might not be helping him so much because of that claw and head and arm control that Will's exerting right now. East side rolling pressure. We saw it last week at AGC. We're seeing it today. The top pressure game, the head and arms, the Darcy's so... Right now, uh, Wills are looking for head and arm and back transitions. Jesse's defending well. But if Jesse turns into him, that's when those east side rolling darses can really yeah, play a factor right. as well. You can see the contrast in systems. It's becoming a little bit of a rivalry now, east side rolling versus 10th planet. Yeah. It's, they yeah. both have very concerted systems, choke systems, leg lock systems, and you can see how the styles always clash. It's always fun for us. Great fun for <laughs> us. Very fun for the crowd. Uh, three minutes left. Uh, Will's up by nine points at the moment. 
Jesse's still looking calm though. Doesn't look like his path took a deep breath there, but probably honestly hasn't taken a breath. Just kept moving. He's just so, just so calm in these situations. And with the introduction of points, the onus really is on Jesse, unfortunately, for yep. this point to make things happen. And that can drastically impact your technique selection when it comes to being behind in a match like this, where it's been so 50-50 prior. You're going to have to take a big risk to make up that gap. And you can just see now Will is very, very... He, the track for him is set. Yeah. He, he maintains the back. He keeps initiating this hook game. And he can win. He keeps going from mount to back. And he can win. But that's not stopping him from hunting those attacks. No. Jesse will keep moving until the final second of this match. And we are, we are almost there. We've got two minutes left. Jesse's underneath mount. The Hail Marys of 10th planet. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they've got a sequence for everything, yeah. right? Here it comes. Here's that frame on the hip. Dolphin, yeah. se- dolphin yeah. sequence. Jesse's and out. Jesse back on top. You called it, Dan. Last two minutes. Is you called it. going to have to take. How, how, I don't know if Koloff ever gets tired. No. But if he is tired, <laughs> Je- now's Jesse's time to capitalize on it. And you know that Jesse's going to come with submission threat, whether it's at the legs or at the head. I mean, we saw the transition last time when it came to Jesse straying away from the leg attacks and going to the upper body attacks when it came to his match versus Pugs. But they're both up on the feet. They're both being cagey. But all credit to Jesse Lawton for escaping that position and making this an interesting battle towards the end here. It's one of those situations. Will knows what Jesse has to do, and Jesse knows what Jesse has to do. Can he enact it? Will knows that if he comes in close, Jesse could look to have a flying scissor entry. So Will's playing smart, keeping a long necktie game, keeping frames away, not coming forward, and Jesse's looking to get in. But Will's shutting it down. It's a fantastic approach. I mean, he's he's dominating on points at the moment, 12 points up. There's 50 seconds left. Uh, but who knows, once again, Hail Marys. Oh my Hail gosh. Marys, here we go. <laughs> I feel like Pugs finished that last match in a deep triangle, right? <laughs> Wasn't yeah, that how gosh. it went? Yeah. <laughs> again, Jesse Lawton with a gas tank for days. A 10 minute match, I feel like that's, a, that's like a quarter of the amount of time that he could probably go for. And they both, they both have it. You know, they're both obviously well prepared for this match. Yeah. Jesse fighting for low singles and doubles, representing a hip forward for that flying scissor, as you said. He's not resigning. He's always coming forward. I'm very impressed by both of these guys' technical aptitude and ability. Their fight IQ, grapple IQ, absolutely off the charts. It's been an excellent final matchup. Big snap down for a big front headlock entry for Will right at the end here. He's got it locked up. Five seconds left. Almost like a cradle pin. He's turning into a DAS attempt here. Don't see Jesse tapping to this. Time. And time runs out. Well done. What a fantastic matchup. Will Kolarov is your Purple Belt tournament winner and a well-deserved, hard-fought victory over an incredibly skilled and game opponent. M16, bringing the goods. The main card kicking off now with Diego versus the man behind M16, Miles Simpson. Absolutely fantastic to see. There'll be a brief interlude whilst I uh, head over to coach Alan Hartley as well. He's going to have a fantastic match with Pablo Torreabla. This day keeps going from strength to strength. I really want to get some interviews with a couple of athletes. I'm sure you're all uh, looking forward to hearing from a few people. I'll do my best to track them down. But yeah, hey, please don't blame me if I get caught watching today. You should all be here as well. Miles picking up a very good victory there, Miles Simpson. And that's what you want to see. You want to see the man behind M16 picking up a few victories. But this is truly heating up now when it comes to 
the uh, intensity of the day. Sean D'Ambrosio versus Jaco Driscoll. What an incredible matchup. New black belt, Sean D'Ambrosio versus proven black belt, Jaco Driscoll, who we've seen on the M16 Open before. You can hear it. The atmosphere is really picking up. And I'm just going to get caught watching Ole. Yeah. I've talked to him. Well, footlock versus heel hook there uh, in the Sean D'Ambrosio versus Jake O'Driscoll match. And now Jerick and Pugs are walking on. And I'm going to have to... Uh, I'm going to have to commentate this one because these two guys are some of the most exciting grapplers that South Australia has ever produced. And I do not say that lightly. Jerick immediately pulls the quarter half. He's got an inside frame. Pugs is framing on the inside biceps from this position, staying low in neutral territory here. Very, very well-documented style of the Eastside rolling crew. Very strong passing, very strong bites on any submission that takes place. Jerick, a new black belt. Pugs, a well-proven brown belt. Both of these guys have fought MMA. Both of these guys have shown success in the grappling arena. Jerick works back to a full butterfly guard and pugs in on a very deep body lock pass. I figured, you know, guys, if I'm going to get caught watching, I might as well tell you what I'm seeing at the same time. Small little weave movement from pugs there, enforcing the power of the body lock pass as he uh, displaces his hip from one side, killing one side hook. Jerick showing very good uh, head positioning with this inside cocoon and butterfly position and focusing on a single side. So he's really trying to isolate a single side overhook and make Pugs feel a threat or attack on that side so that he can't rifle through his body lock pass options. A small separation there as Jarek reassesses the position and Pugs essentially plants him straight back down to the spot. So the tactics are playing out in this first five minutes. And of any of the teams that I've seen compete at the M16 Open, I feel like Eastside Rolling really does understand the ADCC system. Obviously, the M16 crew does as well, but they play to that rule set. Very strong bite on a Kimura trap from Jerick. But he gave his back in the process as they were, he was in a bottom half guard position and Pugs rode the position well. Jerick inverts back into the full guard, but a small knee slide from Pugs made it a half guard instead, so he read that transition excellently. Attempted an inside weave, a shin weave from Pugs, just to sort of shut down the bottom leg in the half guard. We've seen a lot of these scenarios playing out today. Uh, half guard positioning turns into a De La Hiva, turns into a reverse De La Hiva. It's sort of in between inversion and attack. Seated guard for Jarek now as they pump out into a seated butterfly. But again, Jarek opts to go back to one side into this half guard position. He's playing a single butterfly half and a full butterfly half. But Pugs is doing a very good job at negating all of those things. In this first five, oh, back up to standing. In a moment of separation and attack, and Jarek chooses to sit. You know, he feels comfortable. He must feel something that we don't. But here, with Pugs and the Eastside Rolling Crew, it's like a percentage of a pass is attempted at any one time. 
especially in that first five minutes. In the second five, they'll pull the trigger on the rest of the pass. They'll, po- they'll probe and probe and see where the openings are. And then when it counts, they'll take that opening and enact on it. So Pugs opting to resign out to uh, standing position, trying to find some standing entries. Ah, that's why he chose to suck that head right under from the standing position and on his very well-documented front headlock system here for Pugliese. Finished many a match. That being said, we saw Jarek <laughs> in a tightly locked-in dust from Kerry Smith and uh, no, not even a thought about submitting to that. So... He managed to battle his way out of the front headlock threat, but that's a very telling sign there. Pugs chose to back out to that standing position in order to re-enter with a submission as opposed to a a straight pass attempt. Tactics are playing out here. So as they run through these cycles, you can see Jerick probing now on his own attacks from the bottom. There was a little look at a K-guard. There was a little look at a K-guard entry. Oh, Pugs backs out. Does a flyover headlock, flyover guillotine. And Jarek up to the task of defense. They're both standing again. And a pull quickly from Jarek. It looks like the first five, Jarek really thinks about his guard being what he wants to pose threats with his guard right off the bat. He doesn't want to have to wrestle if he doesn't have to. So a slightly more full guard oriented position now for Jarek, and you can see the wheels are turning, the strategies are shifting as we move into five minutes for points. So outside De La Hiva looking to invert for a potential bolo and back attack. But Pugs on that body lock, shutting down and just taking the pressure of the legs away. Nice Kimura trap, a very slick Kimura trap as uh, Pugs attempted to pass from Jerick, led to a transition. And as Pugs pressures more for the pass now, this is actually opening up leg entanglement options for Jerick. So as these tactics play out, more attacks and more passes. This is gonna make for a very exciting final five here as no points are yet to be scored and many attacks have come from both sides. Leg entanglement attacks and upper body neck attacks from both. Jarek in good condition, looking to wrestle up from the bottom, but he may have just made a fatal error as Pugs is on that front headlock, he's on that neck, and there we go. The tactic change made Jarek want to wrestle up from the bottom position. Pugs was waiting for it, locked onto that neck and finished the fight. And we have a new champion in the 66 kilo division, Anthony Pugliese. Ah yes, heartbreak in South Australia as unfortunately our favourite son Alan Hartley couldn't quite get the victory, showed an amazing slick smooth account of himself as he usually does but Pablo Torriabla up to the task in this regard. What a fantastic day. A fascinating match now with Alex Lanyon and Devon Coetzee. Just two bigger guys, stronger guys but the most technically sound I've seen out of this weight division and uh, the fact that one of them is going to be our champion is uh, absolute massive credit to the M16 matchmakers because they're going to have a fantastic champion representing their brand. Good job, guys. 
Devin Coatesy with the inside heel hook and your new champion. We move into the main event of your evening. Declan versus Will Diaz, the highest level black belt match you're going to see on South Australian soil, possibly ever, and for a very long time. Excellent. Here we go. Absolutely pumped. Wow, there you go. In a savagely contested final, Declan Moody is still your 88 kilos champion, taking on his hardest challenger to date and one of the highest level matchups I've ever seen on South Australian soil. Thank you very much, M16, and all the guys who put this together. Let's get a few interviews. Let's get a few uh, feedback and response reactions from the crowd, from the people around, because, man, this was a true treat for all grappling fans across South Australia and Australia alike. So we've just finished up the final of the day, Declan versus oh, Will, hotly contested, and as promised, we have Nora here to discuss how she was feeling on the mats. That was a very dominant performance today. It was a very precise performance. You told me you were going to pull guard. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to, and then I think she was sitting as well, so we kind of just ended up in a, yeah. in a weird position there. Um, she was a lot more slippery than I thought, yeah. because yeah. of the size difference, I think. So everything just happened so quickly, yeah. um, but a lot of fun, and I'm so glad that she came yeah. down on a three weeks notice. I think you did an incredibly good job. The way you navigated through the half guard, using the shin to pass into mount, you already had a lot of pressure, so her elbow was really high, so you're able to feed into a gift wrap really quickly. You guided the back take, you maintained the back take by multitasking. Very, very efficient, very, very strong choke. Is this something that you plan to do, or is just something that comes naturally now that is something I plan to do or something I was working on yeah. I thought there were, might be two different avenues and that was the one that I that I wanted to go in if, if that was going to work out so yeah brilliant no I, everyone was very impressed I'm always very impressed I'm a little bit of a grappling nerd so when, yeah, I, I, love that. when I see good technique <laughs> I like to tell people how good it was and then they're like really you're watching oh, like, man, yeah, no. I saw pictures where my arm for the choke was like in a really wonky position. Ah, I'm like, oh, never show that. That's, that is 100%. That's what competing looks like, though. Yeah, Anything yeah. below the eyes, right? <laughs> that's right. But other than your match, what else did you see during the day? Um, well, I, the Alan and Pablo match yeah. was amazing. Um, that was like something really cool. Um, I was really surprised by Jarek and Pugs. Yeah, Jarek well. and Pugs. Yeah. That was like a lot of back and forth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Jarek constantly surprises people. It's mm -hmm. it's interesting. Crazy, he, huh? he scales up his performances yeah. and he's very technical everywhere. I was very impressed with the East Side Rolling Crew in general yeah. today. They seem to be one of those premier teams that are really scouting the system of points in ADCC. So I see some very concerted tactic shifts in that second five minutes from, from all of their competitors. Yeah. And that's just, if you're going to compete in an ADCC rule set, you better be training in it. And you can see that they, they so targeted a comp and they went after it and they got some great success. So, so good, yeah. they must be doing something right, hey? Yeah, yeah. It's so what's next? Um, well, I was going to do a match at the end of November up in Queensland, but I think that just got COVID cancelled. So, uh, yes. I'm just going to see what comes up next. Um, have a look at graphic industries or maybe try and get in the state if yeah. there's something else that's possible. What they're going to likely yeah. have to do is they're going to have to do what they did for Isaac and just bring on two two female <laughs> athletes so they can tag team and it's just two versus oh, one. And we'll see. Yeah, see, it's already looking up. Already looking up. Uh, thank you so much for your time thank today you. and again, congratulations. Looking forward to seeing more from you in the future.
All right, I'm here with Daniel Turner, resident brown belt and aficionado. Now, your perspective, having been someone who's trained with Will Diaz for seven years in Perth, how did you feel about the tactics of that match, the way it went down, and the actual techniques that played out? So the techniques were were not surprising that there was going to be a footlock exchange given we we know Declan's proclivity for back take chains and Williams um, stepping through and recognising those sequences was going to lead to a footlock exchange which ended up going off of the mats. It would have been very interesting had it been in the centre of the mats what would have happened with the submission. They were both in a gunfight together going for each other's legs if the mat hadn't run out. But I think both competitors knew where they were in the match, yeah. the majority of that match. Yeah. I actually think that match as a whole would have been more interesting and maybe counterculture to everybody saying no gi is more interesting. Both those gi players yeah. Yeah. being in the gi would be, a, would be a really interesting match. There you go. Candidate for a run it back no, uh, in the gi. Yeah. Why not? I, we think, could, I, I, think, I could watch be... them have like eight matches and I'd be happy to. Well, I think everybody would. I know. Yeah. Oh, big Jarek. Hey. Sorry to interrupt. Get it, Jarek. Sorry to interrupt. Watch out. If Jarek... <laughs> Why are you doing a podcast? Jarek's going to reverse De La you if you don't watch that, oh, man. He's going gonna, gonna to invert under. It didn't work. It didn't work. Oh, man. You did an awesome job, oh, man. Thank you. Uh, we could see, uh, we were talking about Declan and Will and the tactics that played out in the match. We were actually, Daniel was just saying it'd be an interesting gi match if they ran it back, being that they're very high level gi practitioners as well and the types of techniques that they were attempting. I honestly thought that uh, the initial strategy of pulling full and closed guard was actually a pretty smart way to go from Declan. Like Declan. The, yeah, yeah. The, there was a little bit of uh, conjecture as to how the match would start. I know myself and Daniel thought that they would uh, battle on the feet a little bit more. The bib slightly more wrestling-oriented battle initially, but yeah. being that Will is notoriously strong and powerful and quick as well, I thought it was a very good opening salvo to start from a full enclosed guard, sort of making a statement that, no, I'm going to slow this down. I'm going to yeah. stop your hips from moving. That I thought that was quite smart. It really, it really did dictate the pace of that first few minutes in a closed guard. I know William went to stand a couple of times, um, but even then that was that was a bit ginger. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't like the standing was when the exchanges when Declan got very close to his back and he was working those positions where everyone's in danger with Declan near their back, yeah. but William addressing it and moving and. I was, I was impressed in, in both regards because it was very obvious and you can hear with the cornering that they were prepared for the bolo. Absolutely, They yeah. were saying, yeah, watch that bolo, watch the bolo movements, watch the bolo entry. So not just the mechanic itself when he preps all bolos up, but all of the entries have been well scouted. I thought that was a very good on behalf of the whole team at PMC for, for Will Diaz's crew. They're well seasoned. They're, They're prepared well for that bolo, man, for sure. They certainly sure. did. But it was very interesting off of Declan's lever sweep. Just from that half-guard lever sweep, a sweep he was able to enter into bolo and back tacks that was, yeah, that was such nice. high level that was such nice. high level stuff and again from Will's perspective being able to identify that and block key points of the back take movement to never have a full set of uh, issues to deal with never two hooks never a body he never really got the back didn't he exactly yeah, so. well the really exciting thing was for William to do his movement-based passing, he had to put his leg into the fire for a leg exchange. So when Declan would throw up those exchanges and, and William would use his movement to pass around those hips, he's putting a leg into the fire for, for a leg lock exchange, yeah. which means that he's got to be half ginger on that 
which allows that movement as well, yeah. as opposed to coming in and, and really smash passing. Yeah, man, Declan had to really respect Will's guard as well. I think having a more traditional style guard does not mean it's not potent. Anytime Will Diaz puts his feet anywhere near your hips, even if he's on a you know, yeah. Della Hiva, you're going for a ride. You're getting elevated. There's always, always that threat. Yeah. I was expecting yeah. that triangle to be thrown up. Yeah. I really did think Declan was tired at that point. He was breathing so heavy when he was under under William. Mm. And then when William was in guard and Declan was, you could see the um, lethargy in his arms, yeah. I was really expecting William to just bite up yeah. with a I was expecting the bite of the triangle after the De La Hiva sweep attempt. After that sweep attempt and Declan had to rush back to maintain top dominance, I was thinking on that transition back towards the guard that that triangle was going to come up. I mean, being on the receiving end of it myself from Will Diaz, <laughs> I understand that the threat is there, but man, that was such a good day and such a good match as well. Really nice way to cap off the day. Yeah, um, you know, Declan's passing as well, had to respect that guard. He couldn't quite get to HQ the way that he wanted to, but what would have credit happened, to him. What, would, what do you think would have happened, Nick, had it been a 20-minute match? I think they would have played differently from the outset. Oh, so sorry, any pace, yeah, any yeah. speculation might be sort of null and void. But I think potentially the beginning may have been the same. Uh, there would have been a full guard pull. I, I mean, Will was also tired, but he was being more measured with his energy towards the end of the match. So you could see Will taking some ascendancy there. I would hazard to guess that if they knew it was a 20-minute match going in, they may have trained differently and accordingly uh, based mm. on that. But Declan took the chance first on his wrestling in that final five. You know, he went to single, he got counted a bit, he insisted, no points were scored, and Will took his chance second. So who gave the more funny, energy the to the exchanges? I don't know. You would presume that Declan would feel more defeated at that first exchange where William managed to, to, to nullify points. Yeah. You would have felt he'd be thinking far out what have I got to do at this point well like, potentially at that point in the match when there are no points scored what was the end score by the way it was uh, neg one oh, so okay. as they were saying in the rules meeting you have to be on a takedown for, for a potentially three seconds of yeah. fight before Control. you pull guard yeah. I think if Will had stayed on his knees there would have been no points scored but because he put the place the guard to try to defend the potential uh, DAS or front headlock chain that's why the neg yeah, points were scored. There was some controversy even in Declan's uh, strategies midway through the match. I couldn't see the timer, so I couldn't tell you. But he uh, he was I on think the top. The timer's up. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's not biased at all. Um, no, so he was, was he was in the top position, yeah. in the top position, and it was about to expire to five. Daniel contested it had already expired to yeah. five, and De- Declan sat straight back. He didn't want to be on top moving into the final five because he probably felt more compromised sweep-wise and he probably figured even if he couldn't finish Will, his back attacks were going to come much stronger from the bottom up as opposed to the top down. So really good tactics, really good strategy, really good execution and a a fantastic day. Great match, man. Great match. Jarek, now that I've got you here, man, how do you feel about your match and how do you feel about the day in general? Well, Well, obviously you feel disappointed, but, you know, the day in general was great, man, you know. Everyone showed up and everyone performed. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately, someone's got to lose. Oh, buddy. And, you know, hey, it's just jiu-jitsu, man, at the end of the day, you know. 
we didn't get hurt. We didn't get punched in the face. So that's all <laughs> yeah, good. That's right. And Just a little time, bit ahead of hurt ego. So every time you come out you here know. on these mats, man, you show a decided level up, and you're not taking yeah. on any slouches ever. Not at all. You took on Kerry Smith. You took on Tom Everett, and now taking on Anthony Pugliese. I mean, these guys are oh, extremely tough, tough and yeah, high level. And you, every time, all of the feedback that I get is, man, did you see Jarek? Did you see Jarek? Did you see what Jarek did? Hey, that's so, all I care about, man. Some, some highlight. We're not loose. Highlights. Just right? the fans. On the just other end, to, yeah, yeah, just trying to get some, get some fans. Were you fans, working the Kimura right? trap? Was that your? I was trying to get whatever, man. Like I knew he was trying to like keep me, you know, just at bay. At bay, yeah. And just trying to like disengage every time I come underneath. Yeah. So it seemed well, like you got a couple of good bites on that. Yeah, yeah. I tried to get under the leg, but. I knew he was trying to push me away. I could see a lot of tactics playing out. Yeah, like absolutely. the first five versus the second five was a different matchup. Yeah, it was a different yeah. fight. That was when he tried to knee slide through and you snatched up that big bite on the Kimura trap yeah, as well. I tried. You were inverting a little heavier. He was taking more risks, but you knew a wrestle up might help you. Yeah, and then that I was, was just yeah. it. You know what I, I mean? Knew, I knew he was going to get that neck, but if I went to, the, to that wrestle up. so How was it the first few attempts? <sighs> Was it tight on his first few attempts? The first he, one was he gave tight. A couple of bites. Yeah, the first one was tight. I was able to defend it. But yeah, the second one was yeah, a dagger. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I almost got out, but then I was like, fuck, running out of breath, running out of breath, almost went out. So I had to tap. But hey, man. That was such a such a nice matchup to see. It and was, look, it was. All of the champions that they have at M16 now are super high level. Yes. It's going to be hard for yes. If those belts exchange hands, it's going to be a bullfight yeah do it, so. yeah i'm looking forward to it looking forward to the next one see who's gonna who who's gonna defend the bell game so if if you were to this is for both of you actually if you were to scout or match make for the next m16 open who's the next match to make well i guess myself or any anyone? any anything anyone Ooh, that's that's a tough i reckon a heavyweight a heavyweight title will be um a true heavyweight title? a true heavyweight title yeah. right for a main event I don't know. I don't know who though. Manasa and someone. Nas, yeah, yeah. Maybe Farouk. Yeah. Farouk and Nas be a, a great match. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. What Fuck about yeah. Daniel? <laughs> Daniel? No, yeah. no one ever asked that. No one ever asked <laughs> that. An undercard, <laughs> an undercard match before Absolutely. anyone turns oh, up. Oh man, would be great. You know I what? I personally want to return to like UFC one days of a freak show fight. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to. I want to roll with a guy a third of my weight. <laughs> All right, me. I'll do it. For you. you can roll with oh, me. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah we'll go but he's got to be a blue belt or blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to roll any black belt. No. So. Well, let's do an open weight championship as well. Absolute title. Let's let's get that, that sounds, going. That sounds good. And we have that to get this good. open mat championship belt cranking. I heard about. Belt. I heard about this open mat open mat champion. I'm gonna have to do it myself. I reckon. Oh, I'll be the first. Is someone, that how we get Wednesday going? Yeah, it's a, every open mat across the entire state. One open mat champion. It can only be contested once at any given open mat. Yep. It's no time limit, submission only, must be filmed for posterity. Racing right? okay. garage style, right? And the only other issue is if multiple people rock up, to the open mat to contest for the title they have to have a mini tournament <laughs> to see who gets to, to, see who gets to fight All for right. it and then that's a travelling championship belt that at that good. point in time you yeah, know what I mean 
this came up as a joke on yeah. one of the podcasts, oh, but I'm actually kind of keen. It could this. come up into fruition, man. You never know. Imagine, make it imagine if an interstater took it and we had to go back and get man, it. Man, it becomes a national belt. That's cool. That's so go. cool. Jarek, I reckon the next matchup for you, and hear me out on this, Jarek versus Alan Hartley. Hey, man, he called me out before. I was like, hey, that's a good match. That is an Should excellent match. That's just a fan favorite match. Yeah. I love you both. Oh, yeah, I just want to see that happen, to be honest. Be really I love cool. that match, man. Hartley's a good guy. Hey, Miles, tear it up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm, not, I'm not cutting weight for this one, though. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> thank you so much for your time, guys. Oh, it's been you, awesome man. talking to yeah, you. Thanks, thanks Jerry. Of course. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Hey, thank so you good. Awesome. Ah, man. Some of my favorite people. Well, we're at that post-event wrap-up stage of the podcast now, and what an amazing showcase it is. Congratulations and thank you to Miles Simpson, Adam Jones, and the team at the AM16 Open. That's their seventh show in two years, and they're going from strength to strength, and I can without a doubt say that was some of the highest level of grappling I've ever seen on South Australian soil. We are really treated to a brilliant showcase event, and it just gets you excited. It gets you excited for the future, hyped for the next event. And I know that every single person in attendance and every single person who was watching the stream really got to see something special today. So again, we can't thank these guys enough for what they've been able to achieve, even through this COVID period, affording people opportunities, but affording the community a chance to develop, progress and grow, even in the harshest of circumstances. So look, I mean, make sure you, if you haven't already, please get onto that stream and watch as many of these fantastic matches as you possibly can all the way back to the very first match and really uh, highlight some of these young and up-and-coming athletes as they make their way and make their journey. Everyone hunted, everyone was after it, and everyone was putting their best foot forward to showcase the best of their talent. And that's all we can really ask for. Win, lose, or draw, everyone did exactly what they set out to do. So very happy to have been a part of it. I'm making it a little bit of a tradition to do the Batphone podcast from the M16 Open. And you know what? It's fun. And I did get caught a little bit today uh, watching as opposed to trying to get a lot of interviews. But hopefully the insights that we did have provide a little bit extra, a little bit of bonus, a little bit of behind the scenes, uh, something fresh and something new. It's always a little bit of entertainment. But Maybe you heard something from an athlete that you didn't uh, expect or maybe people that you wanted to hear from you did actually get to, a chance to hear from or maybe some of the post-match analysis or breakdowns highlighted jiu-jitsu in a different way that you weren't thinking about before. So really happy to have that chance to cover these events and you know, thankful for being allowed to, me walking around slamming my phone in people's faces saying, hey, give me an interview. Uh, I'm very, very grateful that I get that chance. So Guys, please stay tuned because we're going to be back. Same bad time, same bad channel for all the bad fans out there.